0: Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. We're going to take a look at the Portrait of God. As we look at Psalm 23, everyone wants to know God and to experience God in his or her life. God reveals himself to us in ways that we can know him, in ways that we can understand him. Creation, for example, reveals the person and works of God. In Psalm 19 and 1, the psalmist writes, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies show forth his handiwork. You may remember when Jesus was telling his disciples, do not worry about your life. In the great Sermon on the Mount, he said, look at the birds of the air and look at the flowers of the field. He was telling them that in creation, you can learn a lot of things about who God is and how God works. Well, the psalmist David, he began to experience God and see God in creation and in his own job as a shepherd. Now, David was a shepherd, a psalmist, and eventually the king of Israel. He grew up tending sheep on his father's farm. And as he would work with the sheep, over time, he began to see God as the great shepherd and us, his people, as the sheep of his pasture. God is revealed as a shepherd. And as David had the role of a shepherd in the responsibilities and the care of the sheep, he began to make a connection of how God cares for us. He knew everything about sheep and he watched their behavior and their mannerisms and he saw great similarity in the relationship between a shepherd and the sheep and the relationship of the sheep to the shepherd. Psalm 23 stands supreme as David's greatest literary and musical masterpiece. The word psalm means a song of praise. So Psalm 23 is not just poetry, it's the lyrics of a song. David was a musician. He played a lyre, very much like a mandolin or a guitar, a stringed instrument. And as he would work and sit out on the hillsides, watching over the sheep, we can picture him with his guitar playing and melodies coming to him. In lyrics coming, 3,000 years later, people still recite the 23rd Psalm. Of all the Psalms that he wrote, and he wrote the great majority of them in the Old Testament, not all, but the great majority of them, Psalm 23 is his greatest literary achievement. And it also came by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God gave him that song, helped him see the revelation of God, that's revealed in the way that he describes God in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The personal expression of who God is is powerful in this psalm. He doesn't say the Lord is our shepherd, although that's true. He doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd, although that's true. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And this one reason people connect so greatly with this psalm is so personal. And it reflects David, the man after God's own heart. It reflects the personal awareness David had of God and his personal love for God, his connection to God. Has a greater portrait of God ever been painted by the hand of an artist or captured in the words of a lyricist than David's portrait of God in this inspired psalm? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, does two things. It reveres God in worship. It praises God for his love and his care, his provisions, his protection. And it reveals God to us. It reveals God to those who read the psalm. We learn about who God is in the lyrics of Psalm 23. So God is our shepherd. He's my shepherd. He's your shepherd. He is the one who cares for us and watches over us. The Lord is my shepherd. We're not cosmic orphans in the universe lost to God. God is not watching us from a distance. He watches us closely. And he watches us and cares for us in ways that we don't even understand or recognize at times. He leads us in paths of righteousness. He leads us to the valley of the shadow of death. And one day he will lead us ultimately to dwell in his house forever. Psalm 23 begins describing our relationship to God and his relationship to us. The Lord is my shepherd. Now notice the Lord comes before the word my. We should always get our theology in front of our anthropology. The Bible starts with in the beginning God, and then it tells us that God made man in his own image. So here, first of all, we're learning about God's relationship to us and then how we respond in our relationship to him. So he gives us a portrait of God as our shepherd. And if you're like me, and I know most of you are, you don't know very much about shepherds and sheep. I once did a careful study of shepherds and sheep. In fact, went out to some sheep farms just to be around the sheep and see what they were like and how they moved and to learn a little bit. But here, David grew up on a farm and was very familiar with sheep. He grew up in Bethlehem and there were many shepherds there. It was a major part of their business. He says God is the shepherd of his people. Now in the Old Testament, God reveals himself as the shepherd of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11, in Ezekiel 34 verse 11 through 16, God describes himself as the shepherd of his people. He says that he'll go and gather up the strays that wander off and bring them back. He'll tend to his flock gently. He searches for us when we're lost. He provides for our every need. He watches over us. He protects us from predators in the field. And in these Psalms of David and in these Old Testament scriptures, we see that God even tells us that his relationship to us, his care, his commitment, his watchful eye is like that of a shepherd. Jesus called himself the good shepherd, In John 10, verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 20, at the conclusion of that magnificent book about the supremacy of Christ, the writer of Hebrews expresses a blessing over the people of God, and he refers to Jesus as that great shepherd of the sheep. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4, Peter writes and he says that he is the chief shepherd and the overseer of our souls. So here we see that God is like a shepherd in the way that a shepherd watches over the sheep, cares for the sheep, and saves with the sheep. When a shepherd takes the sheep out for pasture, he or she never leaves the sheep because if you leave them, they just wander off. You can't delegate that oversight. A shepherd has to always be with the sheep. The word pastor in the New Testament, we talk about the pastors of the church, is the Greek word shepherd, an overseer, one who watches over the spiritual welfare of others. So God reveals himself to us here in this psalm as the shepherd and David saw a great analogy between who God is and how God relates to us in the role of the shepherd. But then we are the sheep. There is the leadership of the shepherd, but then there's the life of the sheep. And you and I are like sheep, which means, first of all, that we belong to him. All the sheep that a shepherd watches over belong to the shepherd. They are his sheep. The Bible says in Psalm 100 that we are the sheep of his pasture. We are God's sheep. We belong to him. We belong to God in two ways. First of all, by virtue of creation. The psalmist tells us in Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. God is our Father. He's our Creator. We belong to Him. We are His children. And in this analogy, we are the sheep of His pasture. So you belong to God. And we also belong to God by the way of redemption, because Christ Jesus came into this world to save us from sin. And the word redemption, one of the meanings is to buy back something that has been lost, to purchase it. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 says, Do you not realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You're not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body and your spirit. Just as sheep are branded by a shepherd, God places his mark on us. We belong to him. And shepherds brand the sheep the same way that ranchers will brand cattle. So that if they wander off, everybody knows which flock the sheep belong to. So there's a mark on them. There's an interesting passage in the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 5 and 6, where a person could voluntarily become a servant to someone that they admired and wanted to serve, and they would have a physical mark put on them to express their loyalty and their devotion. Paul uses this analogy in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, when we accept Christ. He says, when you believed in him, in Jesus, you were marked In Him, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing God's redemption and God's possession. That when you believe in Christ, you are marked with a seal. If you go to the Book of Revelation, He describes the people of God as a hundred and forty-four thousand, which represents all of the people of God, Old and New Testament. But he says specifically in Revelation chapter 7 that we have the seal of God in our foreheads. It's a spiritual seal. In other words, he's placed his mark upon us. We belong to him. That's why the psalmist said in Psalm 100, we are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. We need to know God as our shepherd so that we know that our needs are going to be met And many people just want to know God as a shepherd so that they can just have their needs met. That's that's the only way they think of God is going to God for something they want or they need. But there's a lot more to our relationship than that. I'm a father and I can't imagine that the only time my kids would want to talk to me is to ask me for something. That would not be a healthy relationship. And it's not a healthy relationship when people think of God like that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want but he not only provides for our needs and our wants, he also leads us and guides us. And so the sheep must be submitted to the direction and the will of the shepherd. And that's very important when we begin to think about ourselves as his sheep, what does that mean? It certainly means to be blessed by all that he's going to provide for us. I shall not want, but it also means that we follow him into the path of righteousness. We submit to his will. And when we bear his mark, his sign, his seal, we are demonstrating that we belong to him. That becomes our assurance in this world of anxiety and uncertainty. When you know that you belong to the Lord, that's what gives you peace in life and that you belong to him. You're marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who's guaranteeing our inheritance in heaven. Now, the psalmist goes on not only to describe this relationship that God relates to us like a shepherd does the sheep, and the sheep relate to God like They respond to a shepherd, following the shepherd, trusting the shepherd. And he says that God will provide for us. I shall not want. Here's a confident affirmation of a sheep who's completely satisfied and content with his place in life. And he's content with the care of the shepherd. He's so confident of the shepherd's love that he says, I shall not want. And the phrase I shall not want means I shall not lack anything. We will not lack anything that we need in this life. And it also means to be fully content in God's care, not desiring anything more or fearing not having what we need. I shall not want is a statement of tremendous contentment and peace, knowing that God will provide, that he is the provider. The apostle Paul put it this way in Philippians 4.11. He said, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. That's what David means when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm content. I'm at peace. I know that God's going to watch over me, protect me, and provide for me. And even in crisis, the sheep have contentment because the shepherd is always with them. David was a man who was hunted by King Saul and lived as a fugitive for 10 years in the desert before he ever became king. Yet even in the desert, God was his source of contentment. He said, even though he was on the run, I shall not want. And even in those 10 years of adversity and struggle, he saw God provide for him and God protect him. David also knew his share of failures and some of his great moral failures are chronicled in the Bible. And yet he knew God was with him through failure and God's atonement would cover his sins and God forgave him. He also knew the meaning of depression and grief. He lost his son Absalom in battle who rebelled against him. He and Bathsheba lost a child early on right after this child had been born. He knew depression and grief and sadness. But even through all that, he could say, I shall not walk. God gave him peace. God gave him joy. God restored him. You see, God provides his grace for us even in life's difficulties. The Bible tells us that God will bless us and provide everything we need according to his riches and glory. And that's what he means by the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I rest contented in God's promise to provide for me. And it also means a sense of security I shall not want. Security business is a big business these days. People are very frightened to go out in places. We see a spike in violence. And yet, when you know that the Lord is your shepherd, you have a deep sense of security that he'll protect you. And that's what he means by I shall not want. And David faced so many enemies at times. He became king. They fought battles. Armies attacked him. But he found this place of security. When Saul tried to find him to arrest him, threatened to kill him, Even on the run in the desert, hiding in caves and mountains from Saul's army, David felt secure. You can feel secure in an insecure world when you know the Lord is your shepherd. The shepherd gets up early every day to prepare the day for the sheep. He stays with them throughout the day as they graze and they rest. In the evening, he'll inspect them for any wounds. He'll look for any pests. He treats them and he cares for each one of them. And Jesus talks about that in John 10, verse 11 through 15, when he said, I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd hear my voice and they follow me. I'm the gate of the sheep, and the gate is where the sheep go out to pasture, and they come in, and as they come in through the gate, the shepherd inspects them, treats their wounds, gets any pest off of them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Whatever you're facing today in your life, You can have a deep sense of peace and contentment in your relationship to God. No matter what changes in life around you, God's care for you never changes. So face life today confidently like David did and say, even in the midst of great challenges, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your word and this amazing revelation of your love for us in Psalm 23. Bless your people today with peace, I pray, knowing that they shall not lack anything they need because you are with them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you for joining me today. I'm looking forward to this study. What a rich explanation of the love of God for us His people. Let me encourage you to subscribe to my social media. Follow me. And also, make sure you get the sermons on the YouTube channel, Pastor David Cooper, and stay connected. Get the Mount Parent app today if you don't have it. and Please share the app with someone else. Get as many people as you can connected to the ministry so that we can be a blessing in their lives as well. Thank you so much for your faithful partnership in ministry, your gracious support in every way. I'm looking forward to seeing you and your family this Sunday for worship. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.